Brother of another man. Hello, my name is Sarah Sloan, and you're listening to The Sarah Sloan Show. Hope you guys are thriving and surviving. I'm joined here by my father, and we're going to discuss the news. All right, for the first story, obviously this isn't new news, but sadly, Larry Elder lost Mm. his race. And yeah, we are all very sad about that. I think I think it was pretty expected that that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Of course, we like for me, I really I had some hope inside of me, but you know, it, it makes sense. It's just all, all the people that were sick of California and would have probably voted for him mm. left California. They're all living around us now, <laughs> and I hope to the Lord that they are not going to vote the way that other Californians voted, because otherwise they can go right back. Um, yeah, did you have any comments uh, about this race? Well, you know, I, I could see in the polls uh, they were predicting um, there's some remaining double-digit leads, they said. And, of course, well, just from other elections, you know, I don't always believe the polls, but sometimes I know they're cover for election fraud. So, in other words, when election fraud occurs, they can point back to, well, the polls are even said it, so there was no fraud. So, anyway, I, I could see all that happening. Um, but, yeah, I, I analyzed it in the same way that, you know, it's like a pressure cooker and you're letting the pressure out. It's um, by many of, you know, disgruntled folks leaving California. And hopefully that means if they're disgruntled that they won't vote you know, um, blue California ways. So yeah. all they're going to do is turn other places into California that, the, that they just fled. And, uh, you know, all, all the things that have failed in California will fail elsewhere if they're implemented. So, but no, it, you know, it, it, it was a good attempt. And I think he was a great candidate. He kind of consolidated everybody. That's what they needed. It sure wasn't going to be Caitlyn Jenner. So, uh, you know, it, it, was, it was a good effort, but I think it's also a wake-up call to everybody in California. Uh, this is the way the state is. If you take, you know, you, you can have representatives maybe in certain districts that can be more conservative, but you're not going to get a senator. You're not going to get a governor. Uh, anything that's statewide, you're going to lose. So it's just a probably reality check. But, you know, I just keep thinking they've got a lot of problems in California, just like we have a lot of problems in our entire country. And sometimes people are very hard-headed in admitting what is the cause of that. And they just want to point or say, put the blame on other people and without recognizing, no, we've been sowing the seeds of this for a long time and this is what we've gotten and you know does it really make sense to just keep doing the same thing when it's producing the same results um why would you expect it to change definitely true 
Let's listen to um, the message from Elder. Everybody, uh, bloodied but unbowed. I want to thank everybody on my campaign team for their hard work, all my volunteers, all the people that showed up at our rallies all over the state, from Oroville down to San Diego, all the ones who turned out, all the ones who made phone calls, all the ones who planted signs, all the ones who knocked on doors. We all did this together and we scared the bejesus out of them. They had to spend $100 million. They outspent us five to one. They were scared. They brought in all the heavy lumber. They brought in Obama. They brought in Bernie Sanders. They brought in uh, Elizabeth Warren. And notice one thing in their ads they never said. Gavin Newsom has done a good job for the people of California because mm -hmm. they couldn't. They didn't defend his record on crime. They didn't defend his record on homelessness. They didn't defend his record on the way he ignored science and shut down the economy of the state and shut down in-person education for our kids. They didn't defend his record on fire management, on water management, on power. All they did was yell and scream, this is a Republican takeover. And unfortunately, it worked. Because not only did I have Gavin Newsom as my opponent, I had the mainstream media as my opponent that allowed a reported referred to me as the black face of white supremacy. This is a kind of double standard we had to put up with for, for the entirety of our campaign, and we still scared them. So everybody who worked so hard, everybody who came to my rallies, everybody who came up to me crying, telling me that I've given them hope for the first time, it was not for naught. For somebody who only campaigned for almost eight weeks, who never run for anything before except for a third grade class president, I think we did an excellent job. We all should hold our heads high. We are bloodied, but we are unbowed. We may have lost the battle, but we certainly have not lost the war. So uh, everybody just decompress a little bit. I'm gonna decompress a little bit, and then we're gonna get right back into the fight because we have a state to save and we have a country to save. Larry Preach. Mm -hmm. Well said. Yeah, it's good to hear from him. Uh, yeah, so if you want to hear a little bit of the craziness <laughs> of California, here is another clip. This is from the San Francisco mayor, and she got caught uh, violating her own mask mandate. It, it was too long of a clip, so we're only going to play part of it. But if you have time, listen to the whole thing because it is insane. Vaccinated. And so it doesn't mean that like, you know, like sip and drink, that, that is just not realistic. And when you go to restaurants, I was at a restaurant, same thing. I'm leaving my mask down while I'm enjoying my food. I'm not putting it on and taking it off, putting it on. People are not doing that. So that's just not realistic. You all know it's not realistic. So the fact that this story became about me and less about the artist and nightlife, which I will continue to enjoy in San Francisco, is very unfortunate. So is this sort of the sign of the reopening, right? That we're seeing these shows now and we can see people go in and have a good time. Is that kind I, of I think the message it is. I, I, the message I want to get out is support our nightlife venues. Support our restaurants. Go out and enjoy yourself. Make sure you are vaccinated because of the requirements. But don't feel as though you have to be micromanaged about mask wearing. Like, we don't need the fun police to come in and try and micromanage and tell us what we should or shouldn't be doing. We know what we need to do to protect ourselves. No one has been more conservative about protecting themselves than I have, not just because I want to set an example, but because I don't want to get COVID. And I know many people feel the same way. So let's focus on what's most important. That is getting reopened, 
supporting our nightlife, enjoying our great city, getting back to the normal we once enjoyed and having a good time. Thank you. Can I ask you one more question? It's just this specific paragraph I was asked to ask you about. It says, this is in, in a published report, it says that a video, again, this is nitpicky, but it is what it is. Uh, a video shows a massless breed neither seated at a table nor positioned at a stationary counter, standing and dancing without any food or drinks in her hand. She also posed for photos while not wearing a mask. Okay, so just to be clear, um, um, I was sitting at my table and when I don't know about you and whether or not you know who Raphael Sadiq and Dwayne Wiggins are, but I don't know about you, but if you know who they are, I don't care where you're sitting, you're gonna get up and start dancing. My drink was sitting at the table. I got up and started dancing because I was feeling the spirit and I wasn't thinking about a mask. I was thinking about having a good time and in the process, I was following the health orders. Not to mention the Chronicle reporter who walked up to me had no mask in sight. When I took a picture, as I do in any case or do an interview, yes, I take my mask off when I want to take a picture. I don't need to, I'm vaccinated. I don't need to wear a mask and take a picture every single time. I don't want to. But at the same time, I'm being careful to not only protect myself and to protect other people. This is nitpicking. This is really unfortunate. And let me tell you, when the spirit moves you because you are watching history in the making, Bay Area royalty perform, I don't know about you, but I'm not gonna turn around and look for where my mask is or look to see and make sure I'm picking up a drink. I'm just gonna let the spirit move. Does everybody get such grace? Yeah, it, the funny part is I agreed with every word she said. Uh -huh. I really did, but she made the mask mandate that's the only problem so then i'm not really in agreement with her can everybody else talk about the spirit moving them because god was moving in me and mm -hmm. i got to go to church because i live here but a lot of people in california can't even go to church and the spirit wants to move in them in church <laughs> was it the same spirit <laughs> Yeah, probably hers is a little different. <laughs> I think so. Uh, it must be the stupid spirit because, man. <laughs> She's basically saying it's subjective. Mm -hmm. It's according to your interpretation, your feeling, your discretion in the moment. And my only question is, does everybody get to do that? Yeah, and it was basically they started it off talking about the fact that she was at the table and she wasn't putting the mask on between bites. So they were mm. saying that. Although they were being probably very gracious with that. I imagine there were probably moments when she was sitting at the table not eating and not drinking at all. And then she gives her dumb answers. And then the lady at the end is just like, well, you were also standing up and dancing. No drink, no food in sight. Mm. And she's like, now we're nitpicking. We're nitpicking. You know, if you make the rules and you violate them, what does that say to everybody else? That they don't matter. And that because she's the mayor, she can get away with it? Yeah, in, a, in the beginning part of the clip, she was mentioning the fact that everybody was vaccinated, everybody was vaccinated. But they're still doing rules for those that are vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So it's not as if it matters at all. There's no exemption if you're vaccinated. No. Yeah, because if they really were going with that... 
then it might be understandable. Mm. But mm-hmm. they can't help themselves because they're power-hungry fools. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she's just, man, when that music is going, <laughs> she is not going to be thinking of a mask. <laughs> and I'm like, I understand that, lady. But let everybody do it then. Yeah. Rules for thee and not for me. This is why people don't like this. They're not falling for it. Mm. They know that she has information that normal people don't have. And if she's not following the rules, then there's nothing to the rules. Mm. If mm-hmm. she was like strictly following them, I might take it seriously because she's in on those secret meetings that I'm not in on. And so I'm like, okay, she actually knows something. Mm. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, <laughs> I thought that was important to hear that clip because it's so insane. Uh, but there is... There's a story that um, you've probably heard a little bit about. I heard it. I heard it in a different sense. Um, there were ladies who in New York City that were stopped from going into a restaurant mm-hmm. because they didn't show proof of vaccination, but they actually did have it. And so now, Black Lives Matter is going to be holding a protest at that restaurant to support the three black women who were arrested. Uh, they are pretty much saying that they they believe that the city's vaccine passport is being weaponized against black people. And this is what a BLM spokeswoman told uh, Fox News in a statement. I believe that this New York City vaccine passport will be used to keep black people out of spaces. And if we don't stop it now, then the police will use it as an excuse to harass and arrest our people. So it, it is, it's interesting how this is all coming back to bite them. And I think we saw traces of this in the beginning because mm-hmm. remember the numbers, we were uh, touting the numbers of um, black people that were not vaccinated and black people, uh, not as a whole, but a lot of them have been skeptical to get mm-hmm. vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And there's been different reasons for, or yeah, just ideas of why that might be, but then we were saying, okay, you're not going to let those uh, without vaccinations go to the gym, go to restaurants, mm, do this, mm. do that. Well, then you're basically segregating the society again. And you're saying, black people, you can't come in. I, I remember you know, hearing arguments like this, making arguments like this myself, and now it's happening. I just had read something in the New York Times, and when they talk about the unvaccinated they often will have comments such as, and that's largely white and largely Republican. <laughs> but it's just not true. Right. Yeah. It, so it, so that's false. their narrative that they want to go with. And yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, I wonder what did it take to get arrested? I, I think they became belligerent in some way. Yes, there was fighting. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then let's see. And, you know, you get back to if, uh, if you're going to say you... It is wrong to require identification for voting. How can you require proof of vaccination? You know, this is, is this as important as voting? Probably less important. And yet you're going to require them to show proof of vaccination? Yeah. And, and, you know, there's different arguments being made. Uh, It's shocking in a tragic situation when one of our valued employees is assaulted for doing her job as required by city policies and trying to make a living. You know, that's what Mm -hmm. the restaurant's saying Mm -hmm. in in support of the hostess, Mm -hmm. which is definitely, 
I feel bad for the hostess that has to do that. Yeah, she didn't deserve to be attacked. No, that's not fun for her. Mm-hmm. But she has to do it or she'll get fired from her job. But she has mm. to make a living. At least she's trying to work right now. Mm. Most people just are taking their unemployment checks and not benefiting the economy at all. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And then apparently the hostess, you know, called one of the the black ladies a racial slur. Of course, uh-huh. we don't know any. Of, I don't know. Mm. I don't know if that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you never want it to get violent in the first place. But that that is that is the whole point of all this. These stupid policies are just going to lead to more and more division. And they think it's going to always help their side. But Republicans are not in support of vaccine passports. Mm. That is the left. And what if this starts happening even with elections where a black person, they don't have their ID? Well, I'm sorry, you can't. Mm. You know, you can't. Oh, this is racial profiling. And then, of course, that's going to be blamed on Republicans. Uh, so they get it both ways. It seems like mm. now that I'm thinking about it out loud, the vaccine passports are going to hurt the Democrats, but the voter ID laws are going to hurt the Republicans. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's the Republicans that require that. Yeah. Where, um, when in reality, Republicans don't care, you know, they, with, they don't care about the vaccine passports at all. Right. Well, they oppose it. Yeah. They feel like everybody should choose on that and not be divided accordingly not be restricted from whatever restaurants or uh, it's tough that basically the democrats can argue the same thing than with voter id laws so we're really in a tough place politically speaking because they can use the same arguments that we're using mm. for voter id laws and then vaccine passports well for voter id laws you're requiring <coughs> identification to make sure that it's the person saying they are voting and, of course, it's the f- foundation for voter integrity yeah, and, then, and integrity in elections. Whereas vaccine passports, you know, we question the whole premise of that. Uh, you know, we, we question, uh, you know, they're saying based on safety concerns, you have to be have everybody here vaccinated. We question that, mm-hmm. the bottom line of that. So that's why. You know, what's at stake is a whole lot different. Our entire democracy is at stake on the voting issue. You know, if you don't have fair elections, if you can't tell who's voting, anybody can show up and just vote. Yeah, it's just, I, I'm not saying, obviously you know which way that I think. I'm just saying that the the left is, they've skillfully done this because they can make all these arguments against what you're saying. Um, well, we're the same way. We are trying to make sure that we're not spreading this pandemic. And that's why we have to require the voting or the vaccine passport. You know, it's for the integrity of our country's health. <laughs> you know, it's just they're very masterful is mm. what I'm saying. It just puts us in a in a frustrating position where voter ID law arguments can be used with vaccine passport arguments. Mm-hmm. Whereas I thought that it could actually be in opposition to and it would be very strategic and uh, helpful for our side. But it could actually be used against us as well. Yeah, you know, there's so many. To me, the whole thing about the vaccine um, passport, there's so many issues there. For one thing, you can have vaccine and you can still spread it. You can have vaccine, you can still get it. You know, so there's, you know, I think really the left has completely abandoned freedom of choice on that. And we have not. You know, we, we believe that everybody should have their own 
right to decide if they want to be vaccinated and that they shouldn't be discriminated against in whatever settings because of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The left doesn't feel that way. They feel like, no, uh, there is no choice. There's, There's no freedom of choice on that. Everybody has to be vaccinated or else they lose privileges. Yeah, and then everybody has to have their voter ID or they're going to lose the privilege of voting. Right, and that has a very useful purpose. Yeah. Uh, because you can't tell who voted. Yeah. You know, you know, you could say, I guess really the two values are safety versus voter integrity. Yes. Uh, but we question the issue of safety. I don't think anybody could honestly question voter integrity. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, everybody I think would the numbers agree. show that Democrats even mm-hmm. agree with us. Yeah, exactly. That we, well, we all believe in the need for voter integrity. And we, I think we could all agree the only way you're going to get it is if you ID people. Yes. So yes. to me, that's just a slam dunk. The other issue, it's a safety one. It's a science one. There's all kinds of arguments, you know, to be made there. And, you know, let's say you're at, Orlando, Florida, and you're going to restaurants and clubs and all kinds of stuff, there's no vaccine passports. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, everybody's doing whatever they want. Yeah. The same stuff as in New York, except that it's not required. Yes. So do you see there really is a, a debate there? Yeah. Whereas on the voting, there is none. Yeah. Yeah. It, I Obviously, I agree with you. Um, yeah, it's just sometimes the left can have... They can use our arguments against us as we can use theirs against them. They can twist. Yeah. Yeah. And they sure like to do it. But here's some data at the end of the article uh, provided by the New York City Department of Health. As of Monday, 38% of black New Yorkers of all ages are fully vaccinated. 38% of black New Yorkers of all ages are fully vaccinated. Among the largest age group, 18 to 44, that's the age group, 18 to 44, 35% are fully vaccinated. So there, mm. that's not a lot. That's really not a lot. That's true. That's extremely low. And uh, the left in no way wants to open to the narrative that there's anything racial here. Because what's going to happen is the remaining percentage of these people are going to be continued. Uh, they're, yeah, they're going to be denied services mm-hmm. at restaurants and gyms. And Black Lives Matter is going to come in and they're going to protest and they're going to cause mayhem. And so what's going to happen? Then mm-hmm. the black people are not going to budge. They're not going to get the vaccine. Those They've had plenty of time to decide if they want the vaccine. Mm-hmm. It's free. Mm-hmm. You A lot of places are letting you get it during work. So... It's either going to be the people who are making the policies have to change their mind, or it's just going to get ugly on the streets. Mm-hmm. That's really, those are the two options. That, that is true. You know, um, you think of African-American employees, and we know up in that area, that in a lot of places of business, 100 employees or more, as, as Biden mandated, they already would be forced out of their jobs. Mm-hmm. And healthcare, education, huge sectors of employees and uh, public sector, government service, 
is all going to be closed uh, to them. So, um, you know, it, it is it is hard, I think, to see that it's racially motivated because it's being applied across the board regardless of race. But yeah. obviously it's going to hit them harder because of those low vaccination numbers. And again, the left doesn't want it those numbers out there in a sense they they want it to look like it's white republicans because that that they like that yeah because it's an enemy that mm-hmm. the left can rally around but then if the enemy ends up being black people mm-hmm. the left feels a little uncomfortable with that <laughs> yeah and, and it is interesting for blm to get involved in this mm-hmm. in, in a sense but you know i don't know obviously they're looking at those numbers too and saying this stuff's hitting us harder than anybody else BLM doesn't care about vaccines. Mm. They care about takedown of government, destroying our country. That's what they care about. Mm. Mm. And it's just going to continue to happen, instances like this, unless they change. Mm. And I don't think the left is going to change. So then it's just going to be takedown BLM. (laughs) Mm. So then the left is going to fight BLM, possibly. You know, this is most likely just going to be in New York, mm, mm-hmm. where where these laws are are forced upon people, right? Like not in Florida, places like that, right? So it is interesting to see those two forces collide. Yeah, it's always it's always kind of yeah fascinating whenever the left is fighting the left, right. and we'll see it in different instances. So this is one of those. Yeah, you know, I've brought up things in the past, like what does the left think about Muslims? executing homosexuals mm-hmm. uh, they don't like to talk about that yeah just be quiet yeah because <laughs> they they love muslims yeah and but they also love homosexuals so they can't kind of deal with that <laughs> but yeah uh just to finish with a, a different story pelosi um and schumer they are um yeah they're announcing that the democrats are going to combine the short-term government funding bill with a measure to suspend the U.S. debt limit to avoid a government shutdown. And you, every year mm. there's trouble mm-hmm. with this. Uh, the Democrats want to raise the debt limit. And then uh, sometimes the government shut down over it. But then usually the debt limit is mm. raised again. Not very long. Yeah. So it's just another one of these instances. Hopefully something more interesting happens. But... Uh, McConnell saying no Republican is going to be voting for this, like with with the Democrats, mm, mm-hmm. which I wonder if you can actually really keep that up because we we got some pretty dumb Republicans that might as well have a D behind their name. Yeah, many times the media just uh, thrashes anybody that stands in the way of this as somebody who's obstructionist and isn't, you know, living in the real world. So yeah, they can make you look pretty bad. Easily. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, this is this is to stop the $3.5 trillion stuff, and um, we're kind of holding the line with it. Mm. Yeah, what is it, Janet Yellen? She's saying some really crazy stuff. She's saying that this is going to uh, make us lose millions of jobs, and unemployment would rise, and it would cause a recession, and the economic growth would falter. Just blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because Janet Yellen's done a really great job. The second she left her job after the Obama term, 
she was just making tons of money on speeches that shouldn't she should not have been paid as much mm. as she did mm. to wall street you know but the left supposedly hates wall street interesting mm. yeah hopefully that does not get through okay so let's continue in first peter chapter five but we will go to verse eight be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Resist, here, I'll read one more. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Mm. Well, of course, just an awareness of the devil and his work uh, sure helps us. You know, there's just a basic principle of Christian life and spiritual warfare, and that is that we battle not against flesh and blood. And it really does help us to keep perspective by realizing that it is a spiritual battle. Even as we call out names and faces and corruption and such, uh, there are spirits behind it. And it, it helps us to understand that. We need to always be reminded of that and be sober and vigilant in that. Yeah, yeah, just aware. And yeah, we sometimes I don't think we take the devil seriously enough, but it really is just... Mm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And just, yeah, he's fierce, and he's, you know, he's, he's stronger than we give him credit for. Of course, he's not even close to God. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to be pretty aware of him, and the mental attacks and if we're not with god how much stronger he could be but it seems like he's even stronger whenever we're getting closer to god because Mm. he's trying to tear us away from Mm -hmm. from god so yeah it it's so true be sober be vigilant just just constant watching Mm -hmm. because he is prowling but we already know that god has won the battle so We'll end it there. I hope you guys did enjoy the show and that you are better informed and better educated because this is your school now. And I'm the teacher. Class is dismissed. Goodbye.